Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today we dive deep into all of those things. We hit on a little bit of all of it. So we've got the beauty things, we've got some fashion things. Katie and I talk a lot about chickens and rabbits, which was unexpected actually. But then we also go into a ton of books that are being turned into movies and shows this fall and some other movies and shows that I've just been enjoying lately. And so we really kind of deep dive into all of that. It's a super fun episode. I hope that you guys love it. I do want to give one little spoiler alert. If you have not read the book Rain from the American Royals series yet and you are planning on reading it we do talk about that book and our thoughts on the ending and how some of the story ends up so if you want that to stay a mystery when we get to the part where we're talking about Rain you might just want to skip ahead a little bit so that you don't have to hear our thoughts on how things were wrapped up But other than that, I think it's a really fun episode. We would love to hear what your fall favorites are. So if you haven't reached out to us on Instagram, would you please come over, pop into our DMs and let us know what you're enjoying this fall, whether it's a beauty thing or a fashion thing or a food thing. We even get into that on this episode. We talk about some of our favorite like healthy breakfasts and ways to tide our kids over that are healthy. We get into all of that. And if you have ideas about those things or favorite products, products that you're loving or anything like that, we would love to hear. So reach out to me or Katie on Instagram. Reach out to both of us. We would love to hear from you. It is one of our favorite things when you guys, the listeners, actually give us feedback about the episodes and let us know what you're loving or just start a conversation about it. So please do not hesitate. In fact, we insist, please reach out to us on Instagram. We love it. We think it's so much fun to have conversations with you guys. So without further ado, Let's dive into this episode where Katie and I talk all about our fall favorites. Welcome, Katie. Hi. Okay, so we are back for our fall favorites episode that I think we pretty much do every year. I mean, I think we kind of do every season. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things, everything from books and TV, because there's a lot of crossover there right now. I have a couple of clothing items I'm excited about. We're going to talk about some wellness and beauty things. So I think we're covering a lot of different stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. So we're going to jump right in, though, because you said this is not the topic that you were excited about, but it is the topic that I am excited about. And a lot of, well, there's been a lot of crossovers. So there's a ton of like shows and movies right now that are coming out that were based on books or have pretty recently come out. So that has dictated a lot of my reading lately. And I just wanted to hit on that. And then a couple of other books that aren't necessarily related to shows yet, although I wouldn't be surprised if they are at some point. But I just thought that could be kind of fun. And I know you don't feel like you have much to offer in this area because you've been reading a lot of nonfiction. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about chicken homesteading? <laughs> I've got you there. <laughs> that was not the nonfiction I was expecting you to say. No. Oh my gosh. That's where I'm spending my time. Anybody else? <laughs> oh my word. That is hilarious. I thought it was going to be, you know, like Sarah Clarkson or, you know. Oh, no, the, yeah, those two, those two, but I, that's really, I'm, mm-hmm, nope, that's where I'm really spending the bulk of my time because we now have yeah. 11 
Pickens. And as I was telling my son, who's my 13 year old, who's really manning this, those chicks are really starting to look chickeny. <laughs> He's like, I know they really are. They, and I knew this was going to happen. I mean, obviously chicks become chicken, yeah. but chickens are not cute. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So, but they are when you've had them since they're chicks and they have a name and a personality. Like if, if you know, they're different personalities, I'm kind of falling in love with these chickens. I did not see this coming. Did you have not even, you have not told me this. I did I not know. know. I kept this on the down low. I mean, I, this is all developing um, quietly, but like, <laughs> I, I really, I, I want the eggs. I mean, I am here. Well, yeah. For- the eggs. I'm going to use the eggs in my cookie business. And like, I'm excited about the eggs, but the chickens themselves have not been like a passion of mine, Yeah, but my son, it is. So it's just kind of worked out, but I'm finding myself like when I see Eileen toddle past the way she does, I'm like, Oh, Eileen or Henrietta that I like to call Henny. She is super cute. Like I'm really falling in love with these chickens. So, um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time reading about chicken homesteading. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so, what do you feed them so that I get the kind of yolks that I mm, want? Like, yeah. You know, we need strong shells. I want a really deep golden yolk. Mm-hmm. And all of that starts, you know, when they're babies, what you're feeding yeah. them and how you're, how you're tending them. And so anyway, <laughs> so I've been spending wow. a lot of time, but I feel like that's pretty niche. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I don't know how, how far that's going to go. Well, who am I to say? There could be lots of listeners who are living this same life. I am certainly not. I used to be. So far from that. I have have kissed that life goodbye. (laughs) I have no plans on returning to it, but I'm so happy for you. That's great. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the closest I get to animals these days are the dog across the street. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's fine with me. I was because yeah. he's I, I'm fi- like, I'm just not not a big dog person. Like if it's my dog, fine. But like, I always feel like a compulsive need to wash my hands after I've pet a dog. Mm-hmm. And so like their dog will come up to me. I'll be like sitting on the couch and he'll come up to me and like, like crawl right up on me because he's little and I'm like hi Frank and they'll be like are you gonna pet him I'm like okay yeah like I'm talking to him isn't that enough (laughs) (laughs) apparently not (laughs) yeah oh yeah well and we have two bunnies now my daughter has yes two bunnies and I guess I didn't know I was missing a comfort bunny in my life, but I can't wait to have the bunny in my arm, the way they snuggle in. I mean, there's something, I mean, you know, you hear cuddle bunny and snuggle bunny, like there's something to it. Like they really are snuggly and I can feel that little heartbeat and, um, they're, I mean, they're cute. How big will these bunnies get? Okay, well, the real truth is that they're meat bunnies, which is horrendous, and I would never, and we would never, and that's just not the end goal here, but that's what they are, I guess. So I think they do pack on a little bit of weight. All right. <laughs> Get a little bit heavier. Um, but but that's not your plans for these Definitely bunnies. not. They are- They're Because they're, they're house bunnies, right? No, no, they're, well, they do come in the house, and it okay. turns out they use like- 
a litter box. Which is like, crazy to me. I, don't, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. I I mean, bunnies can be pretty intelligent. They're also very curious. You have to have a stimulating environment for them. They can't get bored. Like their minds are kind of active. And yeah. So I, I've been learning a lot about bunnies too. I could tell you a lot of things, but we did no training to get the litter box thing to work. It just, they just do it. So wow. I don't know how old they were. Um, and they're pretty young, but I don't know exactly how old they are, but they seem to come um, with that type of knowledge. <laughs> so wow. for it. So they do come in the house and our dog, um, they have snuggled in next to the dog. Did I send you that picture when they were cuddling? Oh. It was a shock. I was like, where did this come from? I had no idea that maybe he needed a snuggle bunny in his life, but um, they've, they've been value added. So they're inside, they're outside. They live in the, the garage is heated and they have a hutch and they okay. live in so when I go over to walk on the treadmill, <laughs> they do this like banging thing against the cage the whole time. Like they want out, <laughs> and they want to they run with you. They keep me company. That's so funny. Yeah. And that's also where the chickens are right now. We're, um, we're reconfiguring the shed kind of shed structure it's going to be their um chicken coop and then my son and husband are putting in like a run outside um but it's not quite finished so they're still in the garage and um when I go out there in the morning they are all perched on this very thin like piece of wood they're all that's how they sleep they sleep yeah on. yeah I just, I, the more I learn about them, the more um, endeared I am. They are fascinating. They're a lot of fun. They have very distinct personalities. One of them is super loud and she'll tell you what's up. And like, she'll just, she'll just follow after the person and tell you what's up. And a couple of them are just very quiet and sort of sweet. And I, it's, it's a whole new world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, my only experience with bunnies was I was in a play. I have so many weird animal experiences in plays, like with goats and whatnot. But it was a bunny in a play that I was in called The Effective Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bizarre. And I had to deal with this rabbit because the whole thing is like, the I think the mother ends up killing the rabbit and like it's a whole thing. But I had this rabbit that didn't really like me. And it scratched the heck out of my arm right before I went on stage one day. And I was just like, I do not like rabbits after that. But you're having a very different experience. So maybe I'll come around. I really am. I mean, they're just, they're very, very cuddly and they like to be held and they like to just I don't know. They like to be close. And I didn't anticipate that. I'm not necessarily a pet person. I wouldn't have described myself that way, but. But you're very close with Mongo. Well, Mongo's very close with me. Let's be clear. (laughs) (laughs) This rescue dog my husband brought home almost a year ago. Um, I don't know why. Have we talked about him on the show before? It seems like. I don't know. I feel like he had to have come up. I mean, he could be one of my favorites if you want to. You want to make it, yeah. You want to make it work for this, sure. But he, um, he's you're like, certainly one of his. Oh my gosh, he's chosen me. I'm like his person, yeah. And it's hilarious because I'm the least likely one in our house. I am not, um, looking for that. I'm yeah. not necessarily wasn't really open to that. But it's like he made the decision. I am his person, and he he loves me, and yeah. So I've really come around because. Well, I mean, he loves me. Yeah. 
and he needs me and he, that's very compelling when something just adores you absolutely adores wants to be everywhere I am is always checking on me if I'm not home he waits by the door even if everybody else is home oh he won't eat until I'm safely back and like you know I mean that's that's nice (laughs) I appreciate his his love and affection so okay I just sent you a couple of pictures you'll see of um, the pet bonding but yeah so Mongo yeah, I guess I've become a pet person now. I guess that's a that's a huge <laughs> shift for me. But I do love the, it's just a calming thing, you know, when you have a, a bunny in your lap or a dog's head on your lap or like it really is a, yeah, there's a sweet nature to it. Well, and that was the thing with the, the dog across the street, Frank. And when he crawled up on me the other day and Nick was like, so you need a little dog for your anxiety. And my first response was, you think I have anxiety? <laughs> what? <laughs> and he looked at me like, oh, she's totally lost. and She's completely out of touch with reality. <laughs> and then, you know, once we got past that, I was like, see, I think actually, though, when I really think about it, I think a dog would bring me more anxiety because I don't have the the wherewithal at this point to take care of one more thing. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't have the bandwidth. What if that was that one thing was taking care of you? <laughs> I guess that's what I have not seen is like the that maybe I needed that. And yeah, no, who knew? Yeah, maybe it's yeah. that I the thing that is a big clencher for me is the like 5 a.m. Saturday mornings where I'm like, I don't want to get up at that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you need well, a Mongo who can sleep till 10 or 11 like a teenager. That's yes. Nice. <laughs> that's that's the key right there. I know. I was I, I think I actually because I at some point, I you know like my kids, well, everyone but Emerson. Emerson is not a dog person. Like when we had a dog for a little while, she just scaled the furniture and I'd find her like on top of the countertop because mm. she was so scared of the dog. But I think a smaller dog she would be okay with. She had a dog in her classroom last year that was a trained therapy dog. And oh. that dog was amazing. I mean, but they started, I couldn't believe how young they started training it, like that they could do that. She was under two years old and had gone through all of the therapy training and was so well behaved. And she was a Bernadoodle, but Emmy told me she thinks she'd be okay with a mini Bernadoodle. I'm like, okay, well, as soon as you guys can come up with a few thousand dollars, then we can talk about that. But I did like, I did a little search the other day, like shelters with adult mini Bernadoodles. Like, is that a thing? This is very specific, (laughs) but I I came up, came up with no luck on that one. You keep looking. Yeah. Like one that's past the puppy stage. Yeah. But yeah. Like sleep. Like- yes. <laughs> yes. I only have certain qualifications for this dog. But <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Ladies, support for today's episode comes from One Skin. Did you have a little too much fun in the sun this summer? It's no secret that UV rays can take a toll on our skin, leaving it dry, tired, and less vibrant. It also leads to all of those aging issues that we could have in the future from having, you know, worn our skin out in the sun. And I am here for anything that I can do to undo that UV-induced aging and damage, which is why I want to introduce you to One Skin. It's your secret weapon against summer's toll on your skin. 
OneSkin products are all powered by the revolutionary OS1 peptide. This proprietary peptide is scientifically proven to reduce aged skin cells, a central source of skin aging. Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin by several years in their groundbreaking research. Healthier, more youthful-looking skin doesn't just look great, which we all want, obviously, but it's good for your overall wellness, too. Because we've been treating the symptoms rather than the root causes of aging for as long as skincare has been the norm. Most skincare available on the market is designed to provide a temporary reduction in visible signs of aging, just addressing the surface symptoms of an underlying decline in skin health. And that is why OneSkin is so effective and so groundbreaking. They take it to a whole nother level. They're actually helping you to be healthier. I know I personally have been loving using OneSkin. It's such a nice lightweight consistency. The formulation just soaks right into your skin. It doesn't feel heavy or anything, but it also really does the job. You can tell you're feeling moisturized and my skin feels like it's glowier when I'm done using it. I've been using it for a couple of months now. I also love the eye cream. They've just been a great addition to my skincare routine and make me feel like I'm really doing something for not only the current state of my skin, but the future state of my skin, which is really important to me. So I have really been enjoying my One Skin products. So as the leaves change color this fall, help your skin under go its own transformation with OneSkin. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code LIVEWELL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code LIVEWELL. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. But anyway, I'm I'm glad that you are you're enjoying your your new pet ridden life. Yeah, I would have told me this a year ago. I mean, I can't (laughs) I can't even begin to imagine how much I would have thought you were joking. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I didn't even know Mongo a year ago. So the whole thing yeah. would have just been a shocker. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think what I am taking my comfort in more these days is the books and the TV. <laughs> more yeah. than more than a pet. Uh but I will yeah. Are we ready to transition or do you yes. have any more chicken stories? No. <laughs> Okay. Well, there is in one of these books, I will say there is an amazing dog. And if you've, okay. Have you read Lessons in Chemistry? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you know the show is out now? No. Yes. Okay. It just premiered this past Friday on Apple Plus. Okay. And it is Brie Larson playing the lead role, which I was like, oh, I don't love Captain Marvel. Like, so I don't feel like the biggest fan of her. I was really nervous that I, like, don't ruin this book for me. But I've watched the first two episodes. They're coming out now every Friday. It's so good. Okay. It is, like, so well done. You know, there's certain things that I I wish, like, silly things. Like, do you remember the dog 630 in the book? Yeah. 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 And, like, the dog learns words and, you know. Yeah. I'm one of those weird people who follows like all those dogs on Instagram that have the buttons that they push. Have you seen these dogs? No. Oh my goodness, Katie. I'm going to start sending them to you. I'm obsessed. 
I'll post a couple even in the show notes, but there's these buttons you can get for your dogs that say words and they can express like really complex thoughts. Like there's this one dog I watch that will come over and be like frustrated and the owner will come in and be like, why are you frustrated? And they'll be like, bone later balcony and she'll be like oh I did tell you you could have a bone later on the balcony and it's crazy like one of them told the owner like sick and she was like what who's sick and then he went and threw up (laughs) oh my gosh it's amazing to see like how intelligent and like one of them will come up and be like love and then it'll say mom and like they, the, the fact that they can convey like these complex thoughts very simply, but it's pretty incredible to watch. And that's, wow. that reminds me of that dog in Lessons in Chemistry because yeah. he learns words and like some of the book is written from his perspective. So I don't think they're really going to hit on the dog's perspective in the show the way they do in the book. That's one of the most endearing things that I loved about that book yeah but but all that aside the show is very good so far and so like telling of that time and uh, yeah I just am really enjoying the first two episodes I thought were incredibly well done so okay I'll watch them check it out yeah you should definitely check it out so my parents watched it too and they're really enjoying it so I was like okay it's not just me (laughs) um and and they obviously they haven't read the book or anything but they're enjoying it regardless of that okay but I have been really trying to get on top of my reading before I see some of these things that are coming out so that one I just lucked out like I had no idea that it was being made into a show and then I found out last week and I was like oh my gosh like I read that book last spring I loved it but I just finished this past weekend listening to Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the new movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese directed it, uh, Robert De Niro, which already from having listened to the book, I'm like, really, guys, really? You're casting Robert De Niro in a role that is probably supposed to be a guy in like his 40s or 50s. And you're casting like 80 something year old Robert De Niro. like. This is not adding up, but I'm going to try to hang in here with you. And He's I, a really good actor. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he'll do a good job because he makes a good bad guy. But I think it's interesting because I guess when Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese sat down for, I think like their first table read or something, or at some point in that process, They had had it all be from the perspective of the FBI because this book marries together like all the Osage murders that happened because of the oil fields that they owned. But then it also is like how the FBI developed. So you get both of those things throughout this book. It's split into three different sections in the audiobook. It's actually each section is read by a different narrator, which is kind of interesting, but it's it very much has like it's kind of a dry read if I'm going to be honest like I listened to it I progressively upped my speed until I was listening to it on 2.0 
just to get through because I knew I wanted to get it all read before I watched the show, but it wasn't like my favorite book ever, but it was interesting. But so they were going to have the whole movie be from the FBI perspective and how the FBI developed and Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play the FBI character. But then when they sat down, they realized like we're going to lose people if we don't make this more of a human interest story. So they changed it and they had it be about the relationship that this one guy has with one of the Native American women. And so he completely changed characters and everything. Leonardo DiCaprio didn't end up being the FBI guy. And they like totally reworked the movie. Wow. So so from that perspective, I think it could be very interesting. I'm sure it's going to be up for a lot of awards this award season. So if for nothing else, I want to see it because of all of that. And now I've read the book. But it's going to be it's going to be a big hitter in the next few months. You're going to hear a lot about this movie. So have you seen the preview for it? No, I have not. I mean, the preview does look it does look good. So we'll see. We'll see. But I do. I'm I'm curious about some things because I'm like, "Mm, I want certain people like I want the wife, the Native American wife to she needs to play a very big role. And if they downplay her to elevate Leonardo DiCaprio in a role that really should kind of disappear throughout the course of the movie, I'm going to be a little frustrated. Yeah, that's those are interesting decisions. I'm curious what they'll. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. And then one that I am very excited about, and it's actually being made into a series, which I think is so appropriate for a lot of these books. I think they're much better done when they're turned into a series versus a movie because they can follow the storyline so much more closely than you can with a movie. Just for time constraints. I mean, you just have to cut out so much when you have a movie versus a series. Yeah. Yeah. So they're coming out with all the light we cannot see. Oh my as god! As a series, yes. Wow. And the cast is incredible. It's like Hugh Laurie as the uncle and Mark Ruffalo as what? the dad. Yeah, like the the locksmith dad. Wow. Um, yes. So, I mean, I've seen the preview a couple of times. It looks like so cinematic and beautifully shot and the way we think of the cover of the book with like all those dark moody blues you know the show like the preview has those same colors throughout and it's it just looks so good and I'm so excited but I started listening to that audiobook years ago because one of my very favorite books is by Anthony Doerr um Four Seasons in Rome but I hadn't ever like I I was listening to it right before I left my marriage, actually. And I I stopped listening to it because, hi, life was stressful. So I had to come back to finish it. And I'm about probably two-thirds of the way through the book now. And, and you haven't ever finished it? I have never finished it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, the suspense. <laughs> yeah. So I am like, I am back in it. I'm listening to the audiobook, and I will probably be finished by the end of this weekend, I would say. And I'll be all ready for the show. It comes out on November 2nd. So yeah, I'm wow very excited for it. It looks, it looks stunning. So. And what's that on? That is going to be on Netflix. Okay. Which you don't have, do you? No, I do. I do. Oh, now. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it will be out on Netflix and 
there's but there like that book has so many storylines. Right. There's yeah. so many intricate little pieces. And I keep now that I know who they cast, like that's who I'm imagining as I'm listening to the audiobook and I could see them doing these different scenes, but I'm like, well, I wonder if they'll include that. And I wonder if they'll include this. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting, but I can't wait. I can't wait. So a couple more weeks for that one. Okay. Okay. And then, so this one, actually, I listened to, and this one kind of reminds me a little bit of Lessons in Chemistry, only it's nonfiction. It was The Astronaut Wives Club by Mm -hmm. Lily Capel. And I guess there was a show that came out like, I don't know, six or seven years ago that follows this book. But it's all those astronaut wives from the very beginning of when they started all the space missions. Mm-hmm. And like everything that you experience in lessons in chemistry, as far as like misogyny and the way women are treated and expectations of women and like you see it play out in reality, in the Astronaut Wives Club. And that is disgusting. Mm. (laughs) I just say, like, I mean, I know that people have affairs still to this day. They will for all of time. But like how it was normalized sort of in the 50s, Mm. like, like it's not a big deal. Boys will be boys, you know, the way the media handled them and like, you should let us come into your home. Like we we should have all rights to you because we're putting your husband in space. So you should be hosting the media and like feeding us. And like, you know, like it was just, it's very alarming that that was the norm. Mm. And so it was, yeah. And like even how they were, they had to dress and they were told they had to, like dress a certain way and do their hair a certain way and when they did the cover of time or life or something they had to wear a certain color of lipstick and you know like wow it's just yeah it was very very interesting and then I also look at that cover and I'm like those were women that were like in their 30s maybe maybe late 20s even and they look like what we think of like our grandmothers <laughs> to look like. Like they look so old because of their the way they did their hair back then. And, you know, it's like if you've seen the comparison of the Golden Girls to like the current cast of Friends and they're like the current cast of Friends is older than the Golden Girls were when they did the show. <laughs> like it's just very different. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also like a thing where you realize like people really do stay looking younger for a lot longer these (laughs) days. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's a thing. It's a thing for sure. Okay. The other, I think the last book series that I'm reading that has been made into show. Oh, Siri keeps thinking I'm talking to her whenever I say series. (laughs) Go away. Go away, Siri. (laughs) Um, so the last one that I've been reading is the Summer I Turned Pretty series by Jenny Hanna, who it was, she also wrote to All the Boys I Loved Before. Okay. If you're familiar with that. I don't know if you are. It's a show on Netflix and there's a couple of movies, but I guess they have a series of the Summer I Turned Pretty. It's definitely aimed like 
towards high school, like younger. But I knew there was this series and there were some good people in it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to read them. I also needed a fast read this summer for like one of the Kindle challenges. And so I was like, fine, I'll, I'll read it. So now I'm on the third book and I just have to see how it ends. Uh, but those are kind of fun, just like sort of mindless reading. But I really can't speak to what, like how the series is. I hope it's as good as to all the boys I loved before because I really did like the first two movies, especially the first movie that was on Netflix. I haven't seen the third one. But yeah, so that's just like a more kind of like mindless, fluffy series to watch versus All the Light We Cannot See or Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah. And then what else? I've read A Court of Thorns and Roses. Have you read that? Mm -hmm. Okay. It is fantasy. And I... I don't typically read fantasy. In fact, I had the ebook and I tried picking it up and reading it a few times. And I was like, I just can't get into it. But I've heard of all these people talking about these books and how much they love them and how they can't put them down. So I've been listening to the audiobooks. I don't normally listen to fiction on audio, except for obviously all the light we cannot see. But I was like, I'm just going to give it a try. And then I got sucked in and I realized why everybody else is in love with them. And I'm on like the waiting list for all the other books at the library. (laughs) So it's called A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss and M-A-A-S is her last name. And it's like, fairies and this whole other world that it's kind of like it's sort of reminiscent I would say of oh what are those books and movies I think Ben read them they're kind of dystopian (laughs) what my Ben yeah your Ben I thought he did did what did he (laughs) like the Mockingjay like oh the Hunger Games that's it Okay. Did he read That's, the Hunger Games? Right. He did. His reading for enjoyment is so limited. I thought you can't be talking about that, <laughs> but you are. You I are. was right. I did know. <laughs> See, that should have just really narrowed it down for you. Really should. <laughs> this is the only option. <laughs> you know, I have him now because he has this long drive to hockey. Sorry, total tangent. No, but, please. Um, I have him now really hooked on audiobooks because he has an he has a 50 minute drive there, 50 minute drive back. So in a week, he can get through um a, a pretty good chunk, if not yeah. all, of an audiobook. So I have him reading classics right now. We're we're bouncing all over, but I've never had him with this much um literary potential. I would just yeah. say are working. <laughs> For real. I love yeah. that. That's so fun. Yeah. Look at him now. He's going to have all kinds of books in his repertoire. I know. He's read two Agatha Christie's this Wow. I mean, (laughs) a very long endeavor, I think, in print, just because it's just not his, you know, audiobook makes a huge difference for him. Yeah, for sure. Roman would be the same way. I'm tempted to have Roman listen to All the Light We Cannot See when I'm done with it. Yeah. And then have him watch the show with me. So that might be coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the guy who does it is very good. Is the narrator English? No. He's American. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put that down as a note for Ben because I think he'd love that too. Yeah. They could, and then they could talk about it together. Let's rope them into this. Do it. Roman's doing the whole thing. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to make him. That's good. Okay. What else have I? Oh, so this is 
this is movie and TV adjacent. But I started reading and it was taking me forever to read it. And so then I ended up finishing it on audiobook. And the narrator was excellent. I'd have to go back and look at who she was. But it was one of my favorite nonfiction narrators because she didn't try to talk like this the whole time. And she like sounded like a real person the way Mm -hmm. that I try to narrate things. So I really appreciated that. But it was the book I'll Have What She's Having, Nora Ephron, and the three movies that changed romantic comedy. So she talks about Sleepless in Seattle, When Harry Met Sally, and You've Got Mail. Okay. And she goes into Nora Ephron's life, but she also goes into Meg Ryan's life and Tom Hanks's life. And she has like quotes from all of them and quotes from people who worked on all of these movies. And like it felt like such like an inside baseball view of the like whole movie industry and- Um women in it and it was it was so fun to get that like really behind the scenes like extra little tidbits about things and so I I loved that I thought it was so fun I always love having that background information and then that same author Aaron Carlson just came out with a new book called There's No Crying in Baseball and I already have the audiobook and it's all about the behind the scenes of a league of their own so <laughs> I think that's going to be really fun, too, because it's going to talk about, like, the athletes they brought in who weren't very good at acting, but also dealing with the actors who weren't very good at baseball (laughs) and, like, all the crossover and everything. And Madonna. Yes. (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell. And, like, and they do such a good job. Gina Davis is apparently, like, not all that coordinated. (laughs) Really not good at baseball. And they would have to do the same takes over and over and over again. And Penny Marshall would really start like losing her patience and be like, can't you just hit the dang ball? And Gina Davis would be like, I'm trying. And so (laughs) I think that's so interesting because they make her look like she's so good at it in the movie. So I'm really excited to dive more into this this book and like I love a league of their own it's like such a classic and yeah yeah so I'm really excited to to really get in there and and listen to that one yeah oh fun and then the one book we've both read this fall late summer Uh, fall is rain which was the conclusion to the American Royals series by Catherine McGee what'd you think um didn't love it yeah yeah um I enjoyed the ending that I enjoyed. I enjoyed all the Beatrice part. Yeah. Uh, when it came, there was too much Daphne for me and it was certainly mm-hmm. her growth. I mean, yeah, definitely she grew and she became sort of a likable character, but it just, it just fell flat for me because there was so much emphasis on her. Yeah. Sam's story I found dynamic and it, that was the most compelling part. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more Beatrice a little more Sam, less Daphne, a little less Nina. I found I just wasn't caring enough about the Nina Jefferson. Mm. That fell flat. And and the way they ended a lot of the things, like Nina's storyline, it just felt like, really? Like this was the end to the series? Yeah. Because it feels like there are some definite loose ends here that haven't been tied up. Well, there are, if you think of it in terms of like romance, but if you think of it in terms of like, I think the author deliberately ended with Nina and Daphne having a friendship that is yeah 
seeing your need for a guy and that like that's going off into the future. And so she didn't, she, it wasn't like a, a romance. It didn't end yeah. in a contented way for that. But all the characters I felt like were in a good place. So I can see yeah. it being the, the series. But I guess I wanted more personal wrap up. I wanted to know yeah. Jeff is going to be... Yes. You know, like I, I, that felt flat for me. I liked the Teddy Beatrice. I like how they, they came around and sort of refell in love. And like, I liked all of that. There, that could have been, there could have been more of that. I guess I would yeah. just. Yeah. I just, I felt like the way we were left on book three, where I was like, oh, like seriously, we have to wait a year. Like, I need to know what happens. And I just thought, it went in a totally different direction than I was expecting yeah. or even necessarily wanting. And yeah, it just felt like it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted it to be, <laughs> which yeah. it kind of reminded me of, uh, man, words are really failing. Names are failing me today. The Royal We. Yeah. The, lo- the first book, loved it. Obsessed. Like couldn't get enough of the first book. And then the second book, it was like, oh. Okay, like that, that wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah. And it felt like they ended this series that same way. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Like the last book was so dynamic and now now this is what we're left with. Yeah. I, for me, it would have been more effective if, if she was going to go in a friendship direction, if she focused on Beatrice and Princess Louise, than if mm-hmm. she focused on Daphne and Nina. And Daphne could have been a secondary character yeah. in Louise rather than Louise, a secondary character in kind of in Daphne's. I would have had more buy-in, I think, for that. But yeah, I just, I don't like Daphne or Nina enough for them to, and I, they didn't grow enough in my mind for me to come around to them. Just yeah. Like, they were yeah. never main players and they, you know, anyway, it's just, that fell flat for me. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I almost got to the end of it thinking like, surely I'm going to read these acknowledgements and she's going to be like, guess what? There's another book because this one didn't do it. But she didn't. She was like, thank you to everyone who allowed me to wrap up this series. And I was like, mm. oh, well, all right. Time it was then. so like brilliant in concept. Like, yes, of it. Yes. I just, that was so creative and fun. Mm-hmm. And it's still George Washington's lineage. Like, I loved it. And then the Madison, yeah. I just thought all of yes. that. Yes. But it's almost like it got a little too frivolous, a little too shallow. Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of having more depth, she kind of, just stayed on the surface in this book and so yeah yeah especially coming out of like the league of kings and yeah all of those things you just wanted it to have a little bit more gravitas yeah. in this book well the cliffhanger with the accident and samantha you know abdicating and t- like all of that was maybe more build up than she was prepared to write about because yeah it just, you know, yeah yeah it was really good build up <laughs> yes and I don't know, maybe she took a break between the two or something, but I felt like she just needed to jump right off from that point and it just didn't really, yeah. yeah. And I had questions too, like if she was in the air or she was on her way to the airport to go back wherever, right? To yes. Washington, D.C. when she gets in the accident. Yes. So how did she end up in a hospital in Washington, D.C.? Like did they air flight her in a coma like it just didn't make sense to me 
I thought the whole time that Beatrice was like in a coma, she was over wherever they had been. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I know. know. It's really not that big of a deal, but it was something that I was like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated with B when she woke up and she was back in the Connor situation. Like yes. I was frustrated. Like, no, 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 no. You yeah. had such a much better thing going with Teddy and like Connor, like that's no. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was like halfway into the book going like, yeah, like we're we're just kind of plodding along here with a lot of stuff that we already dealt with and got yeah. rid of, and now we're dealing with it again. Like, yeah. please move on. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm glad we see eye to eye on that one, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up turning that series at some point into a show. Like, couldn't oh, you see them doing fun. that? I'd watch that. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah, I think she could do a whole other series based on Louise and Alexi. Yes, you could keep that, you know, pivot and keep going with that same storyline, sort of. Yeah, I agree. We should we should let them know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a pretty good idea because you'd still see Daphne, you'd still see B. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to mention quickly two other shows because we want to move on to other content, but... The final season of The Crown is coming out next month. I'm so excited. So have you watched any of The Crown? Oh, I was going to say, so I haven't watched any of The Crown. Any of The Crown. That is absurd. I think it's because it's on Netflix, right? Yes. And I recently have Netflix, so I need to, I'll make a note. I'll make a note of that in my free time, Crown. In your free time. I would go back and rewatch with you because. Okay. Oh, that'd be fun. It is so good and the three different casts and so far the first cast is still my favorite, but it's just, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. And this final season is the one where they deal with Diana's death and it's supposed to go all the way through to when Will and Kate were dating. I think that's where it will leave off. So I think it's going to be very good. I'm very curious about it. So, and then this is just totally from left field and it's an old show, but it does have to do with the crown because I'm watching Suits. Have you watched any of Suits? It's the show Meghan Markle was on Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) before she met Harry. And I actually like surprisingly like it. And it's been kind of fun and funny and it's about lawyers which you know I have too much experience with lawyers <laughs> but but it is like it's interesting it's and it's kind of fun so that's been like the nighttime just kind of like binging show that we've been watching and it's been it's been fun so <laughs> yeah all right ladies speaking of fall favorites i would be remiss to not mention one of my very favorite companies of sweaters that i am wearing this fall and this episode is supported by jenny kane it is the perfect timing honestly to be talking about jenny kane because fall is on its way it's already here in a lot of ways and my wardrobe wouldn't be complete without my jenny kane pieces jenny kane is a california brand through and through and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before think minimalist 
and effortless, but totally refined. From luxurious cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories to elevated versions of all your everyday basics, not to mention the most incredible home essentials too, Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best season yet. I have a couple of Jenny Kane sweaters that I basically live in because they are so comfortable and they just are so effortless and chic. I just always feel really put together. In fact, I recently did a try on on Instagram. I will take it in my highlights and you can go back and see the different outfits that I put together with my Jenny Kane sweaters, but I basically wear them every week. They are just such staples because I feel so good in them. I feel like myself. I feel pulled together, but I also feel completely comfortable. And Jenny Kane is known for their super luxe yet lightweight sweaters and trust me, they do cashmere better than anyone. The cashmere fisherman, which I have and love, and the cashmere cocoon are best sellers in every season, but I'm always most excited to style them each fall because they just feel appropriate. I mean, I'm cold all the time, so I really wear my Jenny Kane year round, <laughs> but of course they look very appropriate and pulled together in the fall. They make a lot of sense and they're just beautiful and comfy. Have I mentioned that they're so soft? And also, when you shop with Jenny Kane, they have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. There are just so many benefits to buying these high-quality pieces that are going to last you for years and years and years, and you're absolutely going to love. So go find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code LIVEWELL at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code live well. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, moving on, because we have really taken a lot of time to talk about those, some chickens and books, but... (laughs) They can go together. You can cuddle a chicken and read a book. There you go. Or a bunny. Or a bunny. Yes. Preferably a bunny. Yeah. I want to mention two things that I've been having in my wardrobe that are newer this year that I'm actually really enjoying. And so I've been trying to like pull together, like do a better job pulling together entire outfits instead of just feeling frumpy. And so like having all the different pieces, it's kind of like, you know, the more pieces you add, the more it becomes an outfit. Like when you add between wearing it and styling it. Yes. Like having a jacket, having earrings have like all of those things make it feel like an actual outfit and so there are two jackets that I have been loving this fall one of them is the jean jacket from Franny Goldie and yes they sponsor the podcast but no they're not sponsoring me to say this I didn't even know I was getting this jean jacket they just threw it in the package with all of my other stuff and I love it it is kind of like a structured jean jacket so it kind of like instead of being boxy it just has really nice lines that make it very slimming and it's got a little bit of stretch to it it is like the perfect jean jacket so cute I absolutely love it and then I also have a leather jacket that my mom bought me for Christmas last year and I just like was I don't know I had hesitancy in starting to wear it because it felt a little bold I guess But I finally started wearing it and now I'm obsessed with it and I wear it all the time. And the cool thing about this jean jacket is it's kind of like a a bomber or like a moto jacket, but it's got a built in hoodie, which I know sounds bizarre, but you can actually zip it out if you don't want the hoodie piece. I haven't ever done that because I like it because again, it's like it adds another layer to make it feel like it's a more full outfit. 
So it's a black jacket with this black hoodie that zips into it that looks like you really have a zip up hoodie on underneath. And I just kind of feel like a baddie when I'm wearing it. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it. That's, that's my baddie jacket. <laughs> Love it. You weren't expecting that, were you? I really wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you got me. That was funny. Oh, okay, so yeah. I'm enjoying that. It's super fun. Everybody needs to go get a good jacket for yeah. Fall. Oh, I think so. A good yeah, a statement jacket yes. that you fit in. Yeah. So um, I'll have both of those in the show notes. Okay. Well, I have a fun discovery to share clothes wise. Um, okay. It's actually wise, but I've been looking at for a while the UGG Taz braided. Um, like what are they? Not they. They're not slides. Like they're. They could be clogs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mule sort of. Yep. And um, they're $140 and I just can't make myself do it. They're sharp aligned. They'd be very warm. Yes. Um, I ended up getting a dupe. Okay. And um, they were. Oh, I they see were- them here. You do? I, do the, I just Googled it and the altered state ones came up. Yeah. They're super cute. I got them in the brown. And, um, I've really been liking wearing that, wearing those with like white socks that you pull okay. up on the leggings. Like it's, it's, it's not a look I would choose. It's just, you know, keeps me feeling trendy, but warm. Yes. <laughs> I, really like I like it. Yeah. Those are cute. I'll put them in the show notes. And half the price. That made me yeah. feel like, oh, that's, that's more that. Yeah. Feels. And they're very warm. I, I would like to them. point out they're calling them slippers. <laughs> Yeah, I well, I you can wear them. <laughs> you can wear them. I promise. <laughs> okay, I'll believe you. See, isn't that funny? Like I could buy, and you know, I do my UGG slippers, but I wear them every day for like a full year, and then I get a new pair in the winter. Yeah, I can justify that, but as shoes, I have a hard time. That's so funny. I don't, I don't understand how my mind works, but yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of going outside, I am trying to incorporate walks into my my daily routine. So this is something Shell has done for years. Yeah. In fact, she Marco Poloed me last night. I'll let you recover from that one because Shell never Marco Polos. Never. Never. Um, but she Marco Poloed me last night. You know how I had to stand out in the rain at the cross country yeah. meet and I was very bitter about it and like cold and like I'm not going to come outside again until next summer and she messaged me at like 7 30 last night in the dark in the cold out for a walk <laughs> I was like all right I need to I need to step it up here that defeats her her uh vitamin d like it's so good you get the vitamin d when yes. you go for a walk like that defeated that purpose because if it was in the dark <laughs> True. It did defeat that part of the purpose. But I think just like getting out of the house and getting fresh yes. air and so and getting her exercise and she was doing yes. it. She was doing I it even in the dark and the cold. She is so faithful to it. Yes. It's yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to get myself to do that and like be upping my workouts. And this is another thing that, yes, they're a sponsor of the podcast, but I'm legitimately using them. And it is actually helping to me, helping me to be accountable to working out. And that's the Copilot app. 
It is making a really big difference for me. I've only missed one of the days that I was scheduled to do a workout, and that was a couple of weeks ago. I've been very diligent ever since because I know that my trainer is going to text me if I don't get it done and be like, hey, are you going to get that it done in today? You know, what's going on? And so <laughs> it makes me get it done. And she like customizes it to exactly what I need and what I'm looking for. And so those are two things I'm trying to really like incorporate into my life right now. Mm-hmm. Get the, the exercise and try to feel better about my life. I've been really enjoying calisthenics, which um, I will say being in Indiana now, it is so much more difficult to get the walk outside. It makes Mm. me long for like the Pacific Northwest with walking trails everywhere. And um, it's, you're, it's just more conducive. There's just a safe place. You can walk almost everywhere in the Pacific Northwest. There's, it's just friendlier toward it than it is in the Midwest. And plus the humidity and um, like we don't have sidewalks. There's, it's literally not safe to walk on the road. It's just completely different environment. You don't see people out there doing it as much. And so, um, I've been doing when you say calisthenics, I think of like Henry Fonda in the fifties. I know. (laughs) What do you even mean? There is, but really calisthenics is just using your own body mass as resistance. Like, you know, it could like a push up or like a plate. I'm doing that too. I'm doing calisthenics. You're just not qualifying it quote unquote calisthenics, but they're calling uh, it a hit workout. I think I prefer calisthenics. (laughs) I just like not incorporating weights right now. Like I, I'm not opposed to it, but if it's only your own body, it's like, you have no excuse. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I can get this done. I can do this. So, um, anyway, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I, I really, it's like compound exercises. It's a lot of muscle groups at once, you know, like a plank. If you think of a plank, you're doing actual, a lot of good. You're not really moving. (laughs) It's not high aerobic, (laughs) but you're, you're working a lot of muscle groups and it's your own body weight as resistance. And so I've been doing a lot more of that. And I, I find like it shaves off the excuses. Like, well, you can do you can do this. It doesn't take long. If you do a three minute plank, you're exhausted. Yep. (laughs) I'm good for today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, burpees, you know, 25 Mm -hmm. minutes in a day, I'm dead. And that, yeah, it didn't take that long. So anyway, I've been doing a lot more of that and just trying to get myself in the mindset that I don't have excuses that, Oh, I don't have the, the walking trails and, I can't mm-hmm. no, I can do this. So yeah. no, I like that. I think I think it's helpful for us both to just be like getting rid of the excuses. I think that's what Copilot does for me. Cause again, it's like I told her I don't have a gym membership. I've never had a gym membership. And at this point in my life, I don't intend to have a gym membership. So yeah. what have you got for me with I have a mini trampoline and one pound arm weights? Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah. Well, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, on the other, the flip side of that, um, one thing I'm loving this fall and I'm not personally eating it. I just love the smell of it, but my kids are going crazy for it. Are these glazed pecan shortbread cookies? And I think you could Google it. It's just the combination of the flavors and like the texture of the shortbread with a nut, which is kind of salty and sweet. And then the glaze, oh my gosh, nothing says fall to me than like that. Those combination of, of scents. So, yeah. What are they? Glazed pecan shortbread cookies. 
Uh huh. And there's multiple recipes. I don't have one that I love more than any other, but it, to me, it's just those, that flavor combination, the sturdiness of the shortbread cookie with the, the, you know, the glaze and the it's yeah. just really yummy. And, mm-hmm. Yum. <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think probably another thing we could say that we're rounding out our, our fitness and wellness with is Paleo Valley right now. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was a affiliate. I'm not. I need more followers apparently in order to get there, but Mm. I, it's something I'm legitimately using. So I want to mention it anyway, but we have been using their chocolate whey protein, which also has colostrum in it, which is so good for you. There's all kinds of studies about gut health and all kinds of things with that, but it's good enough that my girls will actually drink a protein shake for breakfast. And that makes me feel so much better about their day, like over a bagel or, you know, whatever. Like, okay, they had a good hit of protein before I had or I send them off to school. I I feel really good about it. It's really easy in the mornings. I've been adding it to my coffee. So I I really like it. And then you just tried their golden milk. Yeah, the golden milk and then the uh, vanilla bone broth protein. Mm. Yeah, I tried them together, and it was like I told you this. I, this can't be healthy. This is yeah. very good and very sweet. This can't be healthy, but it is sweetened only with monk fruit. Yeah, and it is healthy, and um, it was delicious. And I like the chocolate uh with colostrum. I'm having that in my coffee right now, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Just right this very minute. So what are you putting in your girl's smoothie? Is it just milk? We're just, yeah, just pretty much straight up milk and the protein powder. I will sometimes do it in the blender with ice too. So it's a little bit more like a milkshake, but mm-hmm. they'll even just have it with the milk and they'll Love drink it. it. Yeah. And it's so awesome to just feel like, okay, we're good to go. I've, I've been a good mother this morning, even though I didn't really make anything. Yeah. Well, and I got the meat sticks and the superfood bars as well. Those yeah. are fantastic. And they're very generous proportions. It's not like a small little short meat stick. It's like a full yeah. size. Yeah. We got the meat sticks also. And I've been trying to send those with Roman because he'll have these days that are just insanely long where he's going from his, you know, school to work to his other job to band stuff and it's like he doesn't have any time in between so when he's got that kind of stuff in the car like I'll send him with a shaker bottle with the protein mix so he just has to add water to it and then those meat sticks I feel like okay at least he's held over and he's had like good stuff yes yes it's so hard to find Mm -hmm. like without the fillers and without, you know, having to add a lot of unhealthy stuff to get kids to, to eat it and drink it. Yeah. Like, these actually taste good. And I like it better than him running and getting fast food or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's getting good, clean stuff. That's going to fuel him for the rest of his day. And that's yeah. so helpful. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any other things? that are our favorites right now? Um, well, I have some facial care stuff I'm loving. Um, like I, did we talk about the eye smooth before the money eye smooth? I feel like maybe I might. Yeah. We might've mentioned it. Oh, I love it. I crave it. I can't wait to put it on my skin. And then it has like this little rose gold roller ball that's Mm -hmm. just soothing it's like cool it's always cool yeah um it's just very soothing I love it yeah and I have been using the Monet essence that you put on as like 
step one of your skincare product. It smells so good. It smells so good. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been loving that. Just like it feels so fresh on yes. your face. Yes. And then their new blush. I love mm. the new blush. Me too. It's so like easy to throw on. Like this morning, I didn't I didn't get fully ready yet because I'm planning on going for my walk after we record this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, but I do want to feel like sort of pulled together. So yeah. I just threw on a little bit of the blush. And then now everybody brace yourselves. I've been a diehard Thrive Cosmetics mascara fan for years and years and years. Like don't even want to try anything else because it's I I love Thrive and I love the way it comes off and it doesn't get all over my face. But Monet came out with a mascara and I have actually been using it. Like not just tried it once and then was like, okay, I tried it, but I've actually been using it quite a bit. So if I know that I'm going to cry or like I want my lashes to look thicker, then I use Thrive because the money definitely like it rinses right off. Like I can rinse it off with water. But I love that at the end of the day, if I'm not planning on crying, <laughs> then it comes off so cleanly. But it also has like the serum in there to help my lashes grow. And it just feels like when you're doing like a more minimal makeup routine mm-hmm. that it just makes sense to have like a little bit lighter mascara. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I that's what I'm wearing this morning so far is just my money mascara and the blush, which is very unheard of for me. So well, I, and I've I never used a cream blush before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm in love with the cream yeah. blush. It's so much better than a powder the way that it finishes. Like I yeah. really, really like the cream blush. And their concealer has the eye smooth that I was just talking about it. Yeah. So I love that too, that I'm, I just like that I'm not caking on my face things that I'm then having to like take off and clean my face. Like it's actually skincare. It it just feels good to put it on my face and know that I'm, you know, it's just healthier. It just feels like it's getting oxygen or something. I don't know. It just feels, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And the rejuvenique oil, I just have to say that too. I I feel like I could bathe in it. <laughs> but, and I love the scent of it. And it's just like fresh. And I've been incorporating that as a part of my skincare routine too. And I mean, I could say we've we've had a whole episode on why we love Monate and it's well, this doesn't legit. have to be that, but yeah, yeah, it really it's I'm falling more and more in love with the products the more that I get to try. So mm-hmm. And if you are interested, we're not going to harp on it forever, but if you are interested right now and you sign up as a market partner, which it's a great time to do it because everybody's buying stuff and getting ready for the holidays. If you sign up as a market partner, you get a blush, mascara, and brow gel and two makeup brushes for free. So that's like over a hundred dollars and you can try that mascara and blush that I'm loving right now. Emerson Emerson stole my brow serum. (laughs) The other day she came out to go to ballet and she'd like slicked her hair back into usually like she'll just throw it in a messy bun or whatever for ballet. But I picked her up from home because I'd been at a cross country meet and she had like shellacked her hair with hairspray. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. She comes out to the car and she goes, yeah, I'm slay. I was like, okay. And then I was like, did you also use the hairspray on your eyebrows? (laughs) She was like, no, I used your brow gel. <laughs> like, oh, those are <laughs> those are something. Yeah. Okay. The brow gel's clear, right? It's just yes. it helps 
with yeah. the laminate or, or yes. and it has the regrowth in it, which yeah. for me, I overplucked in the nineties. Like I yeah. could use help getting um, a fuller brow, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't have color. So that no. was, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and she, she's got a full brow and those puppies were standing at attention. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's really embracing figuring out her own style this year. So <laughs> it was something. But yeah, then when she took out the ponytail at the end of the night and her hair stayed in that same shape, <laughs> she was like, maybe I'm not going to do this again. I was like, yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh, but you got to you got to experiment with those things at that age. Really do. <laughs> Okay. Well, this was a fun, fun episode with lots of fun things. Hopefully we gave people some content to watch and some jackets to add to their wardrobe and Um, some ways to keep themselves healthier with some good protein and yes, getting it all covered. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I will talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that is it for this episode. As always, we have got all of the links of everything we've talked about in today's show notes. And there was a lot of stuff today, everything from talking dogs on Instagram to our favorite products and all of that. We've got every book linked. We've got where you can watch all of the shows. Like all of that stuff is in our show notes. So make sure to check them out by going to mckenziecoppa.com slash podcast or just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on and you should be able to to see everything right there. Also, we so appreciate when you shop through those links, when you use them to support the show because we get a little cut from all of those links. It doesn't cost you another penny, but it helps to support things going on over here, which makes a really big difference. So anytime you shop on Amazon, if you go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, it will take you to all of our favorite things that you can check out there, but you can buy anything on Amazon if you've gone through that link and it'll help support us, but it won't cost you another dime. All right. It's been a fun, jam-packed episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.